0: You
1: do? So normally we uh, run poetry, sc- poetry Scum, myself, Jesse Freeman, and my jokes. co-host.
2: Me, Jay Humphreys.
1: Yeah, we usually run Poetry Scum at the Golden Fleece, Mansfield Road, Nottingham, shout out Golden Fleece. We do
2: do that, that's the thing we do.
1: That's the thing we do, celebrating yeah. underclass, working class and activist art, but we just decided, like, anyone can do a, a, a podcast, so like... Why not?
2: Why not? What is it? You sit down and you talk, don't you? You sit down um, and you talk shit. And we do that often. We do that often. often. So, before.
1: today, our first ever Cast guest is our very good friend, True Colors. Welcome. How
0: are you doing? Hello. Good. good. Yeah. How's it going? Yeah. Good, I feel uh, a little shy. I think, oh, no!
1: It, oh, don't get shy it's nice on us. Nice to have
2: you here in the studio. We've in got an studio. actual studio as well. Which we should point that yeah. out. Yeah. How do you feel? It's than it looks. Yes, yeah. yeah we, it looks like we're cramped into a corner. But, but we're not. We're in a huge room. Huge room. There's huge loads room. of space behind the camera. To anyone watching it, <laughs> behind there, loads. To Thanks. anyone listening. Big. So
1: we may have, you know, it's the first ever scumcast. We may have some technical issues. um So if Jay runs off at any point, that that is why. We probably will. <laughs> uh, we're
0: gonna we're gonna talk. Shot,
2: your shoulder. Yeah. Oh my. So oh oh quick quick get in. The quick, reason why I'm saying quick, it is because quick get people, in get you know, in. People, people get will want to see in. the shoulder. No, when it goes big, s- yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> when this goes massive, yeah, people are gonna be like. Yeah, it was good, but why has only seen half his body? You yeah. yeah. couldn't see what his t shirt said. Yeah, well, we not yeah, t shirt. Let's
2: talk about your t shirt. Tell us about we, can it. Can we do that, yeah? Yeah. What does it do. Say? Okay.
0: It says, use your brain cell to free yourself from your brain's cell. Okay. So it's a bit of a play on words. Okay. And um, basically, I designed it. My brother actually did the drawing, but I came up with the idea. Um, <clears throat> for anyone that's
2: not watching, the t shirt is a drawing of a brain wearing a cap
0: breaking out of prison mm-hmm. so he's using his brain cell to break out the brain cell See, that's what it's all about because I think a lot of times um, people just follow the crowd as we know yes. as we've seen and I know you two want people that kind of do your own thing very much so um, and I'm, I'm the same sure. but that's one of the reasons why I came up with two Colours just because I think each person should be true to themselves and you shouldn't have to be somebody else to make other people feel better about you because it's not fair you need to be yourself and people need to accept you for yourself. And if they don't, like, you, don't chat to you. That's it. Yeah. You know, supposed yeah. to, like... And I think we get sucked in for what we see on the news, what people talk about. And I just think if people start thinking for themselves, actually, you know, not what everyone else is saying, what do I think about this? Mm-hmm. And I don't think that many people actually think, actually, have I actually thought about why I hate these people or what have they done to me or... Why? Why is this happening? I'm just going it because my neighbour's saying it, my mate's saying it, my dad says it, and you know when it's family, it's easily to get influenced. Yeah. But oh, yeah. it yeah, doesn't mean because of your parents that everything they say is true. No. You know, you've got to find things out for yourself. That's the way I look at it. So
1: it's true, true colours. Tense. That's yeah. how I first met you as true colours. Yeah. We will refer to you as probably Mecca Ooh. throughout. Um, but tell us about like. Poetry, your brand, yeah. what started all of this, real talk, tell us all yeah, about it.
0: You can have, um, loaded question, I like <laughs> <laughs> that. Now Where we just sit back and listen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. We, don't have to, we don't have to do anything <laughs> yeah. now. <That's>, it's <laughs> I mean, it's easy. down easy. to you. It's down it's to the, you. The hardest task <laughs> is when we did sequence, but now. I'll be back in 10. <laughs> <laughs> but like, yeah, as I was saying to you, because one of the things I, uh, growing up as a person, I always found that like I, I played football played the team, I was a good player, I got on with a lot of guys, but I was friends with different groups of people. Yeah. I wasn't just friends with, like, a lot of my, the guys in, as I always say to you about school earlier, how we're just school to think from school times, but mm-hmm. I noticed one thing, the guys in my form would only hang around with the guys in their form. Mm-hmm. I'd hang around with the guys the year older than me, some of the years younger than me, some other forms. And I just thought, why do you have to be one way, and then the lads who you're in your form, oh, you don't chill with us, but I do, but it's like you don't chill with them. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So they it's wanted like,
2: you to be exclusively there, mate. Exactly, want... but
0: like, why can't we all be friends? So and the thing is, it's that thing going back to individuality, so be able to have your own choice to do what you want to do but not upset somebody else because mm. you're doing something. Just because you're doing something, it doesn't mean I'm trying to offend you or you. Why? So why should you be annoyed with what I'm doing? But that sometimes comes down to the fact that a lot of people don't actually, again, as I was saying to you, think for themselves. So they think, right, I've got... I've got to be doing this because everyone else around me is doing it. I should be doing this. Oh. But so that's one of the reasons why I think show your true colours, be true to who you are, embrace cultural and individual difference because everybody should be allowed to be who they, they are. You know, nobody's lords over anybody. Well, they shouldn't anyway. They shouldn't lord over anybody. But if you don't like something, you don't necessarily have to be in that space or or even say anything bad, just leave it. So don't this thing
2: that this has inspired, this is what inspired you to be like become a performance poet. So you, because perf- you, to anyone that don't know, you perform under the name True Colours. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But you also, you have a larger brand. Show your
0: true colours. Yes, yeah. What came um, you
1: first, poetry or the clothing brand?
0: To be fair, poetry did. Yeah. But like they go hand in hand because. Yeah, of
1: course, yeah.
0: When I started writing. Just for myself, just to get a few things mm. off my chest. Mm-hmm.
1: I think we all often do. That's how yeah. we all often start—is just to get it off your chest. Yeah.
0: And going back to that thing again, you don't know if you're any good. You might think it sounds all right, mm-hmm. but then the thing is, what do they think? I don't want to show it anybody. And the next thing you know, you're reading something when you've had a couple of drinks. And like, oh, that's <laughs> all right. That is. They think, all right, I've got another one. Actually, and I say, you know what, you've got some here. But then you you start to yourself. Well, this has happened to me. I can't talk for you guys. But then you're like, actually, I like writing these things. And it was Jamie Fraz Frasivalu. I have to say, right? You like said, Jamie T. Jamie, Jamie T. T. T have <laughs> yeah. got to you know represent and say his name. He was um, doing. I the name. He does now. What's it called?
1: Oh God, you're gonna test all our bloody memories now, aren't you? For God's sake. This will be editing though. Oh, no, I'm, not, I'm stepping word out. I'm not him. I'm not word him, you're oh, well done. done. Oh word well done. wise, yeah. Oh, well, I'm on the scene. Pull it out, of hey. it out of the back. Pull
0: yeah. it out of the back. But yeah, so yeah, pick up so Jamie's like, no, I'll put you on this weekend. But actually before that, having to tell a lie, I was a, when I was a youth worker, we used to do lyric writing. But a lot with a lot nice. of the inner city kids were very talented with the grind, with the rap, but they were not talking about themselves. They were talking about an image yeah. that they thought yeah. other people wanted to yeah, hear. Yeah. So we got... And
1: not this. really being truthful and exactly, honest. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So,
0: and I always used to say, show you true colour, stop being... This was ages ago, but I reckon these are the, the things that planted the seed. I say, yes. show you true colour, why are you talking about... You got a gat, you got a knife. No, your mum drives a Merc, you live in a flipping middle class background, (laughs) and you go to flipping public, private schools, so stop lying, you know what I mean? But not necessarily there was a case, but you know what I'm trying to say? It's like, just talk about you. Yeah, so that was where it came from. And then we we did a show where we got those guys to perform. And then my boss said to me, because you have to do it and then perform to them. Mm -hmm. So he goes to me, You've got to do one. I was like, you read really that, I'm not doing one. It's like, no, the ones you read, you've got to do one, you do one tonight. And literally, it was a. <laughs> it was like, just out of nowhere. Yeah, you I'm a, to get up like there, The next person yeah. is I was like, and then so I just did it, and it went down really well. And then it's kind of like a. I didn't do anything for ages after that, but I loved the applause. I just loved the applause. I was like, geez, <laughs> that actually works. I wrote that in my bedroom, and they and liked that shit. Okay. Am I allowed to swear on here? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah say what the yeah. fuck you <laughs> want, motherfucker. Yeah, I, I don't swear that
0: often, but at the end of the day, when it comes out, it comes out. But yeah, yeah. yeah. so I was like, yes, um, let's do this. But then I didn't do anything for ages. Procrastination, as I say mm-hmm, to you. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. Um, it was one of those ones where it just sort of progressed when I said, Jamie, a few years later said, right, you're coming to WordWise and you're, you're doing a poem. I was like, nah, like, I'll put your name down, so you have to. So I did, and it went down well. And then that, again, I was shitting myself, though I'll never forget it. because I was reading. From I think post- we all
1: are for our first time, especially at yeah. poetry, a poetry event, because yeah, it seems no so quiet yes. often. And thing. you feel so put on the spot, and yeah. everyone seems so good as well. Yes. It seems like such a level of talent, and you're like, shit, I've never done this before. Yeah. Like, Am I going to be okay? Am I going to remember it? All those things.
0: Yeah. And it's one of those ones where you do take all those things in, and then you calculate calculating, right, okay, I've got to do this, I've got to... Did that, did that. But like I'm like, no, focus on what you've got to do. And then when I... You know the thing, it's like before anything, the thought is actually worse than the doing. Yeah. So once you're up there, you're there. You're just going in. <coughs> yeah. And you Can kind of see from the reaction, but there's no hiding place when you do poetry, yeah. There's no, no music, it's so rough.
2: In bands, it's so much easier doing it with a band behind you or next to you that, yeah, you get up there and you sort of all cocksure and you put on a bit of it. It goes back to what you were saying about sort of being vulnerable and showing like just yeah. this is just you as you are with yeah. nothing else surrounding yeah. you. Yeah, that's a difficult thing to do, isn't it? it is. I suppose, especially for younger people, definitely you know, not used to expressing themselves like that. And the majority of Things they get as poetic influence um, on uh, are coming from <clears throat> from that place that you were talking yeah. about, you know, like meaningless shit that's yeah. sort of peddling an image that sells. That's that's really negatively uh, negative to perpetuate, you know, and. Yeah and people get locked in perpetuating it themselves. Yeah. What's that about? I
1: know, like, I, I was writing <clears throat> for a long time, a yeah. very long time before I started performing. Like, I've only really been performing my own poetry for a couple of years. Yeah. And when I first started, it was all very political, socio-political, like, about stuff going on in the world. I wouldn't yeah. really perform my personal pieces that were maybe about mental health or domestic violence or just other personal stuff. But I think you you begin to grow your confidence yeah and realise that those things are important to express yeah. as well and and show your truth, not just to get it off your own chest, because it's great to write and get things off your own chest, but also for those other people that mm. can relate Definitely. and understand those things too. So we, like myself and Jay, met sort of a bit through the music slash poetry scene yeah. and then decided to create Poetry Scum because we wanted somewhere... That was celebrating working class, underclass, and activists. Oh, ah, yeah. you have show your true colours. Wow. How did this true turn colours into and to,
0: it's true colours? Right, so this is what I have to explain there very on. quickly. it's true colours clothing, but yeah. the slogan I came up with show uh, your true, true colours. Okay,
1: okay.
0: Hashtag not know right. if you can see it, but yeah, that's, um, yeah, yeah, Um So, so it that was the offspring of True Colours. Yes. So True Colours, the clothing, is a vehicle for the message of showing you True Colours. And I'm not saying it means you have to be perfect. No, no, no. It doesn't mean that, because people go... Because this is one thing I was... I'm going to get this in early, because you've got to beat the haters before the haters beat <laughs> you. So basically, if I mess up, yeah, and say someone goes in the paper, not God forbid it w- won't, not that I'm going to do anything wrong, but, like, if someone just did something, wrote some or whatever, there'll be so many people that want to believe it Mm-hmm. But, but the people who know me would know now that's not, that's not me and they should have my back but what they'll go is oh we're showing his true colours now that's what they'll use against me because it's like oh when it's bad I'm showing my true colours yeah. so when I'm doing good things why isn't that showing my true colours showing your true colours is just being honest and true to yourself mm-hmm. it doesn't mean you're perfect it doesn't mean you're not going to make mistakes it doesn't mean you're a clean living person it mm-hmm. just means you are the best you're version real. and you're real part. as you can be to everyone around you to, yeah. and you're not going to be the same to everybody because everybody's different and that is how it should be. We shouldn't try to treat people the same or think, oh, you're not from here, so. Why don't you do it like we do it? No, mm-hmm. just let that person do it how they yeah. want to do it. So that's where you two Colors comes on.
1: I think that's why when so I when I met you yeah. and like saw everything you were doing um, and the reasons behind it and your ethos yeah. um, and just how we got on yeah. and I could tell that you were a real person and we sort of, like I haven't known you that long no. but I feel like I've got a really good relationship and friendship with you right, because yeah. you're such a real person and you said to me that it's because yes. you see <laughs> the realness in me. Yeah as well uh, and that is like, really nice to hear I want to know how this turned into Real Talk because I know mm. you don't do so Real Talk is an event in Derby that Mecca yes, is, yeah. co-hosts co-runs yeah, with Tamvia, Tanvia Akram and
0: uh, Pippa
1: and Pippa, Nea. Pippa Nea. how did this all start because obviously you felt that there was a place for mm. a platform yeah. with a show like yeah. Real Talk I yeah. mean we've been ourselves We've performed there ourselves. I've done a feature set there myself, and it was yeah. it's great. It's always a really good night, a really good mix, nice venues as well. Yeah. Yeah. How did this all start?
0: That's a good question. Two things is not what you know sometimes who you know. Tanvi I've known for years, so we went college together. Yeah. And and then you know you somebody is real talking real. He's a good guy because I hadn't seen him for ages, and then we just picked off like we mm-hmm. literally haven't seen each other for ages so i mean like we. they're the truest people exactly yeah. so um he I, I think i think i started when, when i started going to a lot of spoken word nights i noticed it was they were very middle class kind of very white yeah. very mm. sort of stiff and, mm-hmm. and this is no disrespect i'm not saying it in a way of i mean this isn't
1: one reason we started poetry school because yeah. we wanted a working class stifling, yeah but
0: i found it really stifling and I didn't really relate to a lot of the poetry uh-huh. and the atmosphere i just yeah. felt it needs something that was a bit more punchy and a bit more real like, mm. like your podcast as you're doing just be who you are just yeah. like be free to it obviously there's limits but at the end of the day let's push boundaries and let's flipping get people to think outside the box mm-hmm. a little bit so mm-hmm. a real talk was something that tambien spoke to me about and pippa as well and we decided to like give it a go and try to Bring in more ethnic minority, you know what I mean? More diverse, so not just literally always spoken word. That was well, something musicians. I actually
1: wanted to ask you about today, yeah. because um, we said we were going to speak about racism,
0: yeah,
1: yeah. Um, but one point I did want to want to bring up, and you've kind of brought it up yourself, was the fact that sort of the poetry scene itself doesn't seem to have a lot of different yeah. cultural. There's the odd yeah, there like are, event yeah, here and yeah. there. But, but widespread. Mm. What, why do you think that is? Uh,
0: also, it's, well, there's two things because, one, like how many in schools, if you do English, how many poets do you learn about that are not white in English? Mm. Do, do you know any? I, well, d- I, I don't even know any, I can't name any. No. Same the with me.
1: only one I can think of,
0: one,
1: mm. um, was John Agard.
0: Right, yes. Yeah, I don't know who that is. I don't know who that is either. Um, that is. This is why we start our the poetry. Reason, reason, exactly, these exactly. The reason
1: I love John Agard so much, yeah. um, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, I think he's black, he may be mixed race. Well, I don't I don't um, like Alexa, But he's like Rastafarian, right. um, he's got a poem called Half-Cast. Right, it's a very yeah. good poem, I'd look it up, both of you. Right, we now can... when I was, so I grew up mainly in Nottingham and Manchester yeah. in very mixed culture places, yeah. then moved up north, in places that were a lot less mixed cultures yeah. so when I was in secondary school and we were like studying these poems from an anthology and that came up mm. it was so interesting for me to see a very white yeah. audience kind of react to that yeah. and when when we watched it sort we watched a video of John Agar performing it and he performs it in sort of a Jamaican accent right. and a lot of the
0: audience it's like what's going on
1: what the hell going on here like because I grew up around a lot of uh, Jamaican, Africa So I kind of already, I, mother, I knew what was being daughter. said. Um, and these people just, I like, like got out. Like, what is this? But yeah, jo- mm. John Agard w- was a massive influence on me from a very young age. But but like you guys say, you've never heard of. Never. Yeah.
0: I just heard about. You'd him. love.
1: You would love. His I heard about actually. Lem
0: Sise just the other day. Have you heard of Lem Sise? No. No. See so another. I just watched it on a, a documentary the other day, and he. As a poet that basically was adopted by a white... Black, um, black kid, adopted by a white family, and they named him Norman Greenwood after the social worker. OK. But then when he became 15, he got his birth... Per- oh, 12 or 15, got access to his oh. birth certificate, found out that he's Ethiopian, and his name was Lem Sisse. Cool. So from that day on, he changed his name, and he was moved. The parents told him, foster parents said, you don't love us, do you? And he said, Yeah, I do. So they went, Go to bed, think about it, read the Bible, and talk to us tomorrow. And then basically they did it so they could chuck him out. So they mm-hmm. got rid of him at 12. He moved from home to home. And <clears> they started writing poetry. And one of the teachers said, He gave him a poem, I think it's called Scream. And he said, This poem was like unbelievable. I said, For somebody of that age to write that. And then that like, lems saying, When I heard him, he did one poem. And you know, Simon practices? obviously no practice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's yeah. one poem that's similar sort of staccato Simon Prax systems okay. so I was like oh well maybe Simon has heard him before but i never heard of him but the point I'm trying to make to you is, is that if the education system was unbiased then we would know about these people because these are great English poets, mm-hmm. if we are not putting skin color into it. Mm-hmm. if The guy was born here, you know, his mom was born in Ethiopia, but he's done so much for the poetry scene, we should know him, and like when he mentioned Benjamin Zephaniah, yeah. the, See, that's the one guy I've heard of. Yeah. And then there's another guy called Kwame somebody, but I can't remember his surname, but these guys were big in the 80s, 70s on TV and BBC, but I never heard about them in schools, I didn't get taught about it. And then when I go to these poetry nights, they do these quizzes and one quiz was like oh, these poets i didn't know one I, felt, I felt <laughs> <laughs> it was like yeah, i know this i know this and it, that's peter the Third of 1728 and when he brought the wine nectar to the Dutch yeah that's
2: what he's saying about um it becomes posturing and fronting yeah, so a lot of people <laughs> are using poetry not as a way to express themselves <laughs> but to, uh, to sort of aspire to it like, something yeah, aren't yeah that's yeah. What, we so mean. what we were talking about before about middle class poetry it's not that uh, um, we, I, I was um <clears throat> I, I'm not, I was gonna say attack then the the issue the the idea was contested to me that the poetry scene is inherently middle class yeah. Because it is true that, of course, yeah. most people most people across the board are working class. Yeah, exactly. So, most people that run poetry nights tend to be working class. Yeah. But somehow, there seems to have been this Take they've fallen on. into this trick of being aspirationally middle class with the poetry mm. that they yeah. perform. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And it becomes a vehicle for showing people how clever you are yeah, exactly. instead of actually just I've expressing what you've done, yeah, expressing exactly. yourself and being who you are. And,
0: and that's why, like poets like yourself, poets like you, like you Myself, Emma. There's a lot of poets that are there, and just speaking the the, the raw, mm. the raw truth, which like to some people's,
1: it can be hard to hear. Yeah,
0: I was just going to say, hard on the hard But the truth is hard to swallow. But it's also it doesn't necessarily mean what you're saying is everybody's truth, but it's your truth.
1: Yeah, and, and we your, should all be able to express our. That's own what truths. I'm saying. and yeah.
0: it's like I found that some of those. I'm not going to mention names, but there's ones I've been to. This is in West London. And they wouldn't let me take the mic off the stand. What? No, they wouldn't let me... Um, <laughs> they, they, they said, like, you, you you, have to stand. on the, They had an X. Like, on the spot. Honestly, it was so rigid. And I just said, I'm not, I'm not here. I'm supposed to be the feature poet. And he said, well, we didn't realise who you were. And I don't know what he meant by that, but... Huh. We didn't realise who you were.
1: But like so, you said with Real Talk, you, you don't. it's not just about poetry. You welcome musicians, yeah. you welcome people to sing, yeah, you welcome rappers, yeah. comedians Comedian, even yeah. we've seen. And we're the same with Poetry Come, The open mic is for all artists. That's we'll really have love. a poet headline and a music headline. Mm. And we always found it strange that a lot of um, poetry nights across the East Midlands don't allow other kinds of performers. Yeah. And I still find it strange because I think poetry and music are so linked. Like, I know myself personally, I'm definitely influenced by my you know, own hand hand. music tastes. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um Like, especially when I maybe first started writing and taking writing seriously, because I listen to a lot of hip-hop, mm. um, and things like Loki and Akala, yeah. and that obviously influences the kind of things you write. Definitely. Do you think you're influenced by your music tastes?
0: 100%. I, I, I was saying to um, Charlotte, I've forgotten her surname now, but um, i was say to her, she's another poet, fellow poet, um, that a lot of my influences, my poets were Naz, Yes. Biggie, J. Yes. Cole, yeah. uh, Jay-Z, yeah. and the flow, the cadence, the similes, the metaphors, the yeah. way they play with words, and also <coughs> taking something which would be the most sort of grimiest, horrible situation, was making it sound so glorified, beautiful, but at the same time, telling you their pain. It's just, a, it's just, I can't explain it to you. There's um, one track by Naz, uh, I think it's called New York Day of Mind. It goes, yes. broken glass in the hallway, blood-stained floors, neighbours look at their bags, when I look at your bags when you bring through the door, lock the top lot. Mama should have caught me up to the radiator, why not? And why cops? Hook me up and now I'm a hater. But I'm thinking to myself, how on my life at that age could you write something like that mm-hmm. if you haven't lived it. Do you mm-hmm. know what I'm trying to say? Mm-hmm. Like, mama should have cuffed me to the radiator. I mean, what kind of a line is that? But he's saying the fact that it's that dangerous of where he is. But people are saying they're promoting violence. They're not. These guys were actually talking about what they lived, what they saw. Not necessarily they're doing it, but if you're hearing that around you, you're seeing those things, you're going to speak on it. And that, to me, is what music and rap is all about. Being I think that that's commentator. What...
1: What I really enjoy about your poetry is it's very much about your life experience yeah. and what you see.
0: Yeah. And
1: sort of, when I first met you and came across you, it wasn't just about your poetry and your brand. It was about sort of you as a person and the things you challenge Yeah. and how you challenge racism um, and how you challenge those everyday situations that a lot of people kind of let... Slide. Slide. And do though, I've always... Like I'm a very fucking angry person. We've had this conversation <laughs> we have. before, yeah. Um, and I can find it hard to to not get aggressive and passionate and rare about things. And some of the things you challenge, mm. like I know personally, if I saw and heard some of the things you see and hear and experience, yeah. even if I saw it, I think I'd flip the fuck out. Yeah. But the way you know the videos you put up and express your experiences. And how you challenge these things? How did you get to that place of being able to deal with things so calmly and challenge racism in the way that you do,
0: that educates people? That's a good, good question because I I don't like I don't know if I, like because it's, it's the fact you say I deal with it so calmly, there's a rage inside of me. Yeah. But like I, I I think sometimes I'm coming going in too hard sometimes. But people have said this to me before that you. Translate so calmly. What it is is I try to put myself in their shoes because okay. I've lived here all my life and I've grown up with every ethnicity around me and it's not been <clears throat> a thing, it's just been my friends. Yeah. So it's not until somebody makes it a thing, then I start noticing it. Do you know what I'm mm-hmm. trying to say? Yeah. Um but I did notice it. But my thing was I would think right okay how they're thinking so is it from this area so he's probably blah 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 you know it's like a calculation yeah. so I've got to speak to this guy in a language that
1: he understands. not just
0: him but even his mother brother sister would understand so it's kind of a universal language but it's what I do is try to make them put themselves in your shoes but not with a skin color thing but empathy mm. just with imagine if that was your brother or your aunt or just just somebody you knew as well and just had people, about 20 people, berating them just because of the way they looked. How would you just feel to forget about skin colour or anything? Mm -hmm. And if you're devoid from a soul, from humanity, from a conscience, then you're probably, you know, I don't know, at the end of the day, something's got to be (laughs) fundamentally wrong with you inside. If you don't feel that empathy for, if that was one of my people, how would I feel? Then you've got to be a bit...
2: People have an amazing ability to touch those somewhere, don't they?
0: They do. So, I, I, I mean, how does that work? Well, know. this goes back to what I was saying about living in the area where people fulfil your... how can up justify your mentality? So, for mm. instance, like just you know this, you and I basically have basically been on there and combated these um, keyboard warrior comment... <laughs> I call them comment-haters, because it sounds like commentators. <laughs> uh, comment-haters. Oh, a poem on there as well, but that that's new but anyway. So, like, it's learning from each one actually. They're, they're a lesson because what you find is it's like a script, they literally say the same thing, uh-huh. honestly, uh-huh. in a different way. It's like literally, if you copied and pasted it from him to him, well, to him. it's not, uh-huh.
2: yeah, it, it, there is a there definitely mm-hmm. that's the case. Isn't it? People, there are, there are phrases that get repeated in yeah. the media, in the news media, yes, and, and you notice them in patterns. A new yeah. phrase gets um, put into. Um, circulation and Circulation yeah. people, people then use it And it makes them feel That they have some sort of Expertise on a matter Doesn't it And people way, start way using to... The phrase social distancing yeah. Instead of just like "Well, I'm not allowed To go near you yeah. It's like, social distancing like, It really makes you feel like You know what you're on about <laughs> it's like, like, Really It's yeah. like, We're all as clueless As each other are it's, right? it's
0: brilliant That is so so effing true <laughs> I should swear But I don't You know what it is <laughs> I want to swear though But no, I didn't want to swear that I don't want to But it's so true. Your mum
1: might be watching. That's um, what it is. Be yeah. careful. That is what it is. Be careful.
0: Be careful. Sorry, Becca's uh, mummy I love the to you. And Apologies. you, you well. <laughs> that. And you told about
2: that. when you was in London, that, that thing that was said to you. I didn't realize who you
0: were. So, oh yeah.
2: So this that jumped to me as being a comment. A comment about race. Did you take it that way?
0: Well, that's the first The problem. Is is that people who don't experience it think, oh here we go, oh here we go again. But like. You're saying it like we're just thinking, right? That's my first excuse I'm going to say, it. but it's the repeated action of the same thing. So that incident may not have been racism, but it felt like it. Mm. And who mm. is? Because you've got to go through like what what were the other possibilities? Of exactly. What a could have meant by and that, and not just that. Because I,
2: um, I mean, no offense, you're not famous, are you? So exactly. It's not like you are somebody. Exactly. Like, yeah. I didn't realize who you were.
0: It's not like uh, exactly. Like what does that
1: even what so does like, that even mean?
0: Exactly. Yeah. But it's then, so I'm ambiguous. But they say it without realizing what they've said. Yeah, you know what but that
1: reminds me of something that I know you did want to talk about, uh, which comes back to the racism and the race card. you challenging things and the race card, which mm. I know is something that gets pulled. Yeah. I say pulled, not as in you're pulling it, <laughs> yeah, as in hello. people will yeah. accuse you the phrase of pulling it. The phrase gets pulled, ironically. The, the yeah, phrase yeah. gets just pulled. Phrase just yeah.
0: go, exactly, just going back to what you just said about people thinking they know what they're saying. And it's that thing again where I say it I don't walk into the room and go, Hi everyone, I'm black, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, you're right, yeah I'm black, I'm from Nigeria, yeah. My parents were Nigeria, yeah. Uh, no, I'm not West Indian, no, I, I do eat sausage and chips, yeah. <laughs> no, 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 I don't always eat uh, rice and peas, no, that's different culture. No. I don't I just go I'm, Europe, I'm Mecca, that's it. And then somebody will come up with something and say something like get, for instance like you like basketball. I've so said this and I'm like, what why? Yeah, yeah, do yeah. you know what I mean why I'm, but like the only black person <laughs> that you like hip hop yeah. you smoke but, weed yeah. you but it's just the fact that it's not even a question it's yes. a rhetorical it's an assumption it's like, yeah, yeah it's, a, it's an assumption it's just like
1: you've known you know me
0: for two seconds that
1: was something I never thought of before having a conversation with you and mm. I think I, just, I asked you there was a song I wanted to show you and it was a hip hop song yeah. and I said do you like hip hop and yeah. your response was thank you for asking me yeah, if exactly. I la- like hip hop and not just Assuming. Pr- assume it, yeah, and like that just that. really <laughs> made me think that like little things like that that mm. I don't have to deal with yeah, as a person, yeah. like people don't assume be- that I like certain music because I'm white, you Sadly know, though, I don't it. Get becomes
0: that. the norm though, yeah, mm. and you just can't part mentalize it. That's the thing, mm. you because you hear it so often. It's like, oh, I can't be asked to go through it again. It's like, it's just, just draining. It's like, yeah, yeah. if I start explaining to him, he's going to go, no, I didn't mean really it like that. Well, yeah. I'm not racist, blah, 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 blah. They don't want to hear why it is. They don't want to learn. They just want to exempt themselves from, don't think that I'm racist, but yet yeah, they'll say racist things. But then when you explain yeah, yeah. to them why it's racist, they don't want to hear the explanation. Just yes. playing the
2: race card. Yeah, so
0: exactly. Right. So the point I'm trying to make is, you're the one who's playing the race card, because you bring in my ethnicity into it and there's no such thing as a different race we're all one race It's a human race so that is even a joke in itself but like they go the you're playing the race card no i'm not mate you made that comment so i'm pulling you up for it so you've been had not me you're playing the race card but they don't they don't like it because especially i'm normally in the minority so there'll be like five guys i'm I'm picturing where it is now and in a beer garden around the table because i've had it in this discussion they've they've all piped up and i've gone well Think about it. Who brought that up? Who asked the question, and he doesn't want to answer? It. I'm like, did you ask the question? He goes, what did you say? He said, "Where are you from?" I said, "I'm from Derby." because goes, no, but where are you really from?" <laughs> "I'm from Derby." And then, "No, no, but where are you really from? Where are your parents from?" I said, "That's a different question." Yeah, yeah. Like, where are my parents from is not where I'm from, so that's a completely different question. So that's a di- and he's like, "No, no, no," but blah, blah, blah. But like, he doesn't want to hear. What I'm trying to explain to him.
1: Sorry, guys, toilet
0: break. No, you have to. It. We'll continue <laughs> with this. So, while
1: continue, you're continue. pulling yeah. someone
2: up on their ignorance, yeah. Yeah. you're essentially being accused of you're being the troublemaker. Aren't yeah, you? exactly. You're the one that's not making achieved. a scene. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, but I mean, we, um, this, so while we're debunking phrases, it makes me think mm. of like, obviously, I'm white, mm. and I don't, when I'm in those situations, I have the choice as to yeah. whether or not. To say anything, yeah, exactly. Yeah, because, because, yeah. and it is just a question of how comfortable do I feel? And yeah. uh, I'm subconsciously, obviously, I don't make that rationalisation. Yeah, of course. But, but
0: you wear the situation. <clears throat> but yeah,
2: sometimes you, you know, and I have that sort of um, ability to step away. So, mm. and I was all, so sorry. The reason I mention it is because I was always offended by the phrase white privilege. Yeah. Because I don't feel privileged. You know, yeah, I'm, I'm, cool. a, I'm a poor person, with from yeah. poor backgrounds, and just trying to explain that phrase to. But there's the essence of it right there, isn't it? Yeah. That when a, when a conversation like that's taking place, where racist assumptions are being made and, and, and falsehoods um, and people are um, <coughs> uh, um, parroting misinformation and phrases that I've heard, mm. I have the choice to actually... Is my life made easier by not saying anything? Exactly, yeah. Whereas, that's obviously, you're personally affected by it. It's yeah. not, you don't have that choice, do you? Yeah, yeah that's fantastic. So what do, you rec- what do you say to people like me? Yeah, but the life, things you've just people t- that can just walk away from it. Yeah, but you've Should
0: hit we? you've hit the nail on the head. It's not even, well. Again, it comes down to the individual <clears throat> conscience, your soul. It depends what you are as well. If you can look yourself in the mirror, and go, like for instance, if you don't like something happening to a certain group of people, and you're really passionate about that, so you don't want anything to happen to transgenders, yeah. But then when there's racism, you just walk away from it. Why have you got the same passion for that? Because it's the same thing it's an oppression of people for who they are so why does it make a difference it's like you're picking a team and then the other one's not so bad oh I can ignore that one so what I say to people is it's you you've got to deal with your own conscience you've got to go like, okay am I really being honest with myself I might showing my true colours by I could walk away from the situation and not get involved and stay properly with the group stay exactly. okay with everybody yeah, yeah. and everyone's okay with me I'm thinking I should have said something that doesn't really sit well with me but I didn't say anything because I want to keep Face with these people. What I say is your real friends will stick by you. They'll respect exactly. you, your true friends.
2: Um, it comes back to what you were like, you've got to get over the notion that the person pulling up the misinformation is the one causing the problem. Exactly. It's the misinformation and, and the hatred and the, the negativity that. that's the problem. Exactly. Pulling people up on it isn't the problem, is it? Which so we not feel comfortable for doing that.
0: We, well, the English-British way is to not question things. That goes back to that school thing again, where you go, um, speak to speak when you've spoken to or like I um, was pointing at you for you to put your hand up and then say yes and then it's like now in England we don't really know it's not polite to say something that somebody's disagree with it but if you don't agree with it why are you just <laughs> say say, see, yeah, yeah. it's
1: a very English British thing I it think, is. I feel like I was lucky like my mom taught me to question everything yeah. sort of thing and um, I know like you've always been quite like questioning. What? of things obnoxious I think
2: <laughs> I think is the word you're looking for <laughs> <nice>. <laughs> it, it, it can be a virtue in uh, in moderation I suppose
1: what do you say though, know, Mecca to people like I know we've had this conversation before about you know white people talking about racism yeah um, and some white people who don't feel comfortable to, to yeah. maybe talk about racism um, why or, though? Or, or bring f- certain things up. Why do like, you, can I
0: ask you this? Why Why do. Not that you're speaking for all white people, by the way. Let me just say this I am fully <laughs> aware of the of the point of the matter is not all white people are the same. No. They're very no. different. No. And I love
2: yours. I thought that no. what we were doing here was we were coming to ethnically represent. Yeah, I'm <laughs> <laughs> yeah. here on behalf of all
0: the Jewish people. Yeah, Jesse's here for the whites. I'm yeah. here for the Nigeria's British. That's it. <laughs> And what I'll we say
2: is ultimately like the end of the matter. I thought that this was the deal. That's it. We're shutting down tonight. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. We're <laughs> shutting down it
0: down it. tonight. It's killed it.
1: Um, I think a lot of people are uncomfortable because they don't feel it's their place. Mm. Um,
0: but but then can I go the opposite way? When is it your place then?
1: See, I don't believe it's not my place. I oh, know, no, no, I'm, <laughs> talking, I'm like
0: I say, I'm not saying it to you. I'm asking you to do what most people do to me when you're black. Answer for the whole black people. Can you yeah. answer for the whole white people, please? Because obviously you all think the same. Nah, joking, I, wish, I wish I
1: could. I wish I could. It's so, it's so weird, though, isn't it? Because I think in the past few months as well, with everything that's been going on in the world
0: yeah.
1: and people's opinions coming out... And people getting labeled as racist over little comments that are maybe not actually racist but they're more ignorant yeah uneducated
0: they go hand in hand
1: yeah and that actually this person maybe just they don't need attacking Mm. they just need someone to talk to them in a calm manner
0: which goes back to your thing about the comments yeah because that's I do it because I would hate somebody to go right by the way mate you should have done it like this why do you do this you should know this and you should know that that is the worst to me mm-hmm. the worst way you can tell me something because yeah. yeah. go, yeah. 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 i just want to right.
1: go you're going to shut down you're going to shut down me i'm
0: yeah. not adjusted so that is where it comes from it's rationality and it's also at the end of the day i hate what's being done to black people minorities i hate what's been done to anybody who's oppressed yeah? yeah but i think well put myself in their shoes and this is what i'm trying to make those people do Put yourself in my shoes or someone else's shoes. Just think what it's like not to be you for one minute. Mm -hmm. That's it. Just step outside of you Mm -hmm. and just pretend and think what it might be like to hear something just because of the way you look or how you were born every day in some way, shape or form. And then to hear you're being racist. No, I'm not racist. (laughs) It's like, so basically I'm going crazy. It's like you're being gaslighted. Yeah. It's like you're
1: being gaslighted. I'm making this
0: up and... Every black person is wrong. And you know, my case in point is this. Why are millionaires like Will Smith, Jada Pinkett, Jay-Z, P. Diddy, all these people have got so much money, which is what we all live for, apparently, to be money is happiness. Why are they still campaigning for racism? LeBron James, if you've got all that money in the world, if it's not that bad, why would people that have got all the money in the world are above it, actually? Because you know when you're black and you're a famous... I read this in Pele's book. Pele said, I'm that famous that I'm not black, I'm Pele. So, yes. when I go anywhere, I don't suffer yeah. racism, he said. So, it's very easy for me to ignore it. But yeah. I could not, in my conscience, just go, no. Nah. So, I'm okay, but my to brother's Just leave and everyone sisters. else to it. Exactly. Like, whatever, fuck you. I,
1: exactly. I, I, I'm good, so crack on a bit. But me, there's plenty who do. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's, pl- there's, there's, there's plenty who do. There's
0: plenty, there's who, plenty do. who do as well. There are. And that's what I'm trying to say to you. So, it's easy to go, Like, just going back to the white person not saying anything, it's just like it's easy for a black millionaire to say nothing either because he's not affected or (laughs) she's not affected. But, then in the day, somebody down the line in their family or their friends are affected and we need to start thinking outside of ourselves and just think from another person's point of view. So that's what I'm trying to hopefully put across. It's
1: definitely life experience too. Like, there's still a lot of very, like, white communities. Yeah. So their experience, they don't see other cultures. They're not around it.
2: Like like the place we're in now, Long Eaton. I grew up mainly around white people. And uh, it's been like going to yeah, I'm met like, like most of the people that aren't white that I've met in my life have been. It's been quite recent, actually.
0: Really? Yeah, yeah.
2: Not, I mean, I'm not saying i never knew any. Yeah, no. It's not, racers, doesn't matter. It's not, I'm not putting you on the no, racism no, test.
0: No, I'm not saying what that. Level no, I'm you not, I just reach. Try, I don't want to give the impression that <laughs> Longie and is
2: exclusively white or anything like that, or that, that like uh no. people of different skin colours are, are like visual oddities. It's not not that bad. Yeah. But um, but it's the the knowledge of other people's cultures um, and mm. people's backgrounds that I have nothing of. It's about
0: life experience. Yeah. yeah. So. Um, but it's also yeah, about I'm, wanting to know. I'm you obviously b- want to know. Yeah. So I have, have a very
1: life different life experience yeah, to you. Yeah, Definitely. And Growing up in you, the city. Bec- well, it's different, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, becoming mm. part of like the creative. Circle and and getting more involved in that you've had that opportunity to, to mix more with different people and different cultures. Oh,
2: but people speak more openly about it, don't they? Yeah. poetry, so yeah, yeah and yeah. also you can. I, I feel very comfortable speaking to people like yourself, asking yeah. questions which would be deemed uncomfortable,
0: I suppose. Yeah. That probably most well, white
2: people wouldn't ask, and I'm
0: glad that. That's You feel like that with me because that's what I want it to be because it should be an open conversation and it shouldn't be made as... If if your intentions aren't bad, then it's not bad to ask.
1: I was just about to say that I think often it is about intent. Like We can all use the wrong words, whether it's talking about racism, gender politics, sexism, whatever it may be, we can all use the wrong words and the wrong terms and maybe not, not mean it in an offensive way. Um, exactly. And I think often that comes that can come down to class and, and where you're from and, and, and just culture in itself and, and and the language we use and at the moment, I think with a lot of this cancel culture mm. and and calling people out and trying to t- deplatform people, it often makes it hard to have these open conversations yeah. which we should have and not get offended over semantics yeah, exactly. and terms when the intent isn't to offend Mm. and i think as jay says like that's why i often find it easy to talk to you about things as well and ask you questions because i know that i can say i can say anything and and you're not gonna take offense
0: no because the thing is like again because i know where it's coming from i know it's coming from a good place yeah it's coming from a genuine place and this is the thing with also on the flip side of that when you're out this is when a lot of the times i hear these casually racist comments are when you're out, and then like, I'm not being really funny, mate. And there's nothing yes. that ends well by no. that sentence. That no. start of that sentence, I'm like, here we go. What's now? Nah? You just and know like, it's
1: coming, don't you? Keep <laughs> you
0: calm. You've had a drink, Max. Just don't. Yeah, Breathe. I'm saying this in my head before because I kind of—it's like a script. do I don't know what he's going to say, "Get you know, your arms massive. I bet you tear it off. What me. Bet your I'll bet your cock's fucking massive." Oh and, God. And it, it, things like or or um, like, uh, mate, she's fit, isn't she? Because it's a black girl, and it'd be right, so it's like I'm the best judge of that. Why are you telling me <laughs> <laughs> it's you know what it, it's cringe it's, though? Isn't but it's, it? it's also so funny cringe. to me because I've heard mean, it so, I just find it hilarious that people actually think that way. They think you don't think in a skin color, like you don't think. When, when, like, Okay, when five guys down the street have a fight and then two guys come in and go, oh, there's five lads in a fight down there. And they're like, all oh, right, what happened? Oh, one guy kicked it. But if it's five black guys, they'll go, there's five black lads, uh-huh. f- five big black lads down there. Uh-huh. Why is the skin colour relevant for when they're black or Asian? But not for when they're white. When they're, yeah. the, when they're white, they're just... And this is that thing of normalising... Yeah, like
2: white's neutral, isn't it? Yeah, and Everything else is exactly. like, it's a, it's a deviation from what's the norm.
0: And that's part of the vernacular of the English culture. People say it without even thinking. They say these things like it's bread and butter.
1: It's funny you should say that. I actually had a friend of me, a friend of mine, say to me the other day, like I'd spoke about an ex of mine, numerous, numerous times, Mm. numerous, numerous times, and then I can't remember why. Like for some reason, it was said that he's black. Yeah, and she, she was like. I didn't know. Like, she'd yeah. never met him. Yeah, it was someone yeah, I'd been yeah, with before. Yeah. She was like, I didn't know. Well, I was I
0: like, give yeah, but, but why yeah. wouldn't. Why does it matter? Oh why? My God. Oh, I mean, it didn't. changes everything. It yeah, wasn't, yeah. It wasn't why like. You told me first, you should have warned me.
1: It wasn't like it mattered thing. It was more of a. She sort of noticed that, like, Oh, you've never, like, you've never oh, mentioned. Right, right, so, she was yeah. like, you've never mentioned that. Oh, yeah. well. Uh, yeah, so well, well, no, I'm because it's not. I
2: you to make a point of it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: But, like, for me, if I'm talking about an ex, like, I'm going to say their name. Yeah. Like, I'm going yeah, to exactly. refer to them by their name. I'm not going to refer to them as black so-and-so or yeah. white so-and-so hey, or Asian so-and-so. Right? I just um, want to say
0: this before I forget. That is the definition of normal. Right, you know, I hate the word normal because, oh, he's not normal. He's not, no, normal to me is not having irrational hate. Yes. So you seeing somebody as your ex-boyfriend has just somebody as your ex boyfriend and not having to explain that he's black. That's yeah. normal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But having to explain that somebody's a different or by the if unless somebody's got a language in speech impediment, by the way he's got a speech impediment to pre warn you so you don't laugh or do you know what I mean? Or yes, yeah. like he doesn't speak that good English so speaks slowly To Or they're deaf, so you well, need to exactly. speak directly and to it's the, relevant, yeah. but the thing is we bring these things into like it's relevant. But unfortunately this is how the system has worked so that people believe that to say, oh yeah um, uh, my, my black mate Steve was like, <laughs> "It's like, why is it?" What? Yeah. I think that why your uh, your poems actually
2: have taught about, like they explain things about our um, like everyday life that that white people wouldn't ever come into contact. Really, with these that's projects. good. Yeah, Do you know what I was what we were saying about right earlier about um about, about the culture clashes. Yeah, it culture clashes. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. You talk about that about um it's a, it's about something that seems. On the surface, it's a name because it's about food, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. Hey. Um, but about how it's reacted to yeah. in ways that, like, I, w- I wouldn't have crossed my mind yeah. until hearing you t- t- um, deliver that piece that that someone saying that smells I don't like the smell, I don't like it.
0: Yeah.
2: To me, I I would have said that. Yeah. But. Obviously, they don't like the smell of it because it's a, it's a, it's a foreign then. alien sort of smell. Exactly. From, um, and, it's, and it's food. It's it something of that's edible. Culture, yeah. So
0: it's like saying, oh, you're going to eat that, that disgusting thing. Yeah, dude. so
2: it's sort of passing that judgment onto you. Like, exactly. Like, right. so, I hate the smell. Um, how could you eat that? Like, yeah, so you're what's disgusting. What's with and,
0: and do you know what the beauty of that takes off? That's exactly how Culture Clash came about because, I, because the teachers were doing that, I went into the kitchen and ate and I wrote culture class in about five so minutes. So you, you yeah, told
2: off. us about this. You're actually isolated from the yeah. rest of the stuff because of because the smell of, of your food. Yep. Yeah. Wow. And like, you perform that for us.
0: Yes, I am. That's brought us in well, hasn't it? Yes. I'm not right now, got, but it is going to be one of the ones. Can I check the time? Can I say what I need? Can we have a drink break because my mouth is dry? That porridge and that
2: milk. Shall we wrap? What we're going to do then is we'll wrap up just quickly. Saying that Mecca's going to perform some yeah. pieces. They'll probably come at the end here because we, we were going to segue train. into them and we have not done that. But I feel like we've talked about a lot of stuff. We have. Um, it's we been have. good, man. Mecca, are you going to give us three pieces? I am, yes. Looking forward I've to
1: these.
0: Oiled my mouth. And you're yes. going to come
2: back to do another scumcast when we've got oh, some better equipment. And, and now
0: it's on <laughs> record, so they can't go back and yeah, do yeah. It's it. like
2: a verbal contract that's actually recorded.
1: We will put all Mecca's links in the description. Um, I know True Colors is going to be doing a podcast soon too. Yes, so once that's up and running, workshop. we'll share all of that as well because it's going to be fucking great. Uh, we'll be on there too. Even
2: greater. Even greater. <laughs> even greater. And even can people. I just say
0: something? I want to say thanks to these two, amazing, lovely people. I'm talking to you now because I don't want to say it to them while Aww. I'm talking to you. So I'm saying to you, these two <laughs> lovely human beings, please follow the movement. Poetry scum are doing big things, and also they've given me a big platform to do. I wouldn't be here now, obviously, if it wasn't for these two. Thanks so much for having me. Peace and love. Show you true colors, and don't forget treat people like you want to be treated. Peace. Thank you very much, Michael. What a lovely thing to say. I was sitting in Sasumi. Chatting to the skill that knew me Her brown skin walked in and threw me She caught me off guard Cos she burst on the scene like Rooney I was about to go revolution but forget that She must be televised I tried everything in my power to catch her eye No look like tis was I got custard pie So I walked up to her like it's raining Cos you know I got my Mac on I tapped her on the shoulder. She turned around looking like she laid the smack on. So I stepped back in case she did. She looked at me hard and said, is your name Chid? I said, nah, I'm younger brother. She said, you look just like him. I said, that's because we're from the same father and mother. She smiled and said, you cheeky git. It was glad because it seemed she loved my wit. So we started flirting. She touched my stomach. She said, it's solid like steel, man. I said, what's your name? She said, Carmen. I said, Emeka, AKA Mealman." man. I got the niceties out of the way on the real, man. I said, would you like to come back to mine and watch a film, ma'am? She says, why? So you can get me back for some wham-bam? I interrupted. No, thank you, ma'am. I don't put out on the first night. In the back of my head, I'm thinking, yeah, right. Anyway, Slow Jams came on. I said, do you want a wine? She said, "Okay, but don't try and grind upon me. I thought one wrong move and shit could be costly. Because she had the class of a brand new Lexus. And I wanted to drive it. That's who she lets us. Man, you should have seen her with the grace of Kelly and the freak of Adina. I said in the ear, can I call you Rybina, my friend? She says, why? I said, because I want you to be my black current girlfriend. She laughed like she was having a fit, even though she still looked fit. I said she would chill and sit. She said, yeah, I'll be over in a bit. So there's me sitting on my Jack Jones like some dumbwit. Five minutes passed. I thought, what the F is she doing? Another five pass, I thought, is she pooing? So I decided to blow like Johnny Depp, you know, blow as in go, Depp as in step. I'm not big time, but I've got a slight rep. I'm not getting played like a cheap DVD. That may be you, but player, that just ain't me. So I bowled over to the door, nearly knocking over two barmen. Someone chapped me on the shoulder, I turned around, it was Carmen. She said, I just wanted to see how long you waited. I said, darling, you're good looking. But you ain't gold-plated. Are you coming to my yard or what? She went, no chance of meeting my boyfriend somewhere near the spot. I said, you what? So what have you been chirpsing me all night for? She goes, because you blew me out 14 years ago in 04. Then it dawned on me like I Thought, oh my gosh, it's Carmen, the big thing, or so they used to call her. 14 years later, she looking like the wife of a pro baller. I said to her, I didn't recognise you really changed. She said, that's because I'm a celebrity personal trainer. Look outside, there's my range. I thought you've done it now, mech. She's Chris and she's got change I said could we do a number exchange she said there's no point I'm off on a long break she kissed me on the cheek and I was standing there thinking for f- sake yeah. no data I must have missed this domesticity too busy Topping up my electricity, getting fidgety with no data. I used to be inundated with data. I never missed a date with data, but now data's left me and gone. I need to find a brethren Wi Fi and turn her on, find her hotspots. But why must I be so lusty for man made distractions? Actions speak louder than herbs, curb my thoughts or should I say abort of course no data no cater for my entertainment forsaken refrainment as I reach for my phone and I'm not even alone but I'm totally isolated my eyes are taken in an unawakened state of mind even though they're shooting it didn't make me look never mind duck data and procrastinating best mates and facebook messenger got me on the most mind numbing convo I've got to stop pronto but we keep going on though I don't care about the short straw you draw from McDonald's. I don't care about the Jeremy Cowell show getting axed. The fact is it takes practice not to get distracted in this day and age. I should diss this day and age where technology has made us lose our ology. No data means I will see you later because I won't be sat at home on my phone. Waiting it for it to ring, but it always pings, hence why it's on silent, and I'm tired. Even though I'm tuned in, I'm zoned out like a clone spouse, watching the idiot box, giving idiot props to idiot cocks as they try and dress up as reality. The sad reality is they're far from it. Give me a documentary and I'm on it, I promise I won't fade away, at least not today or later. I get so much more social and creative with no data. I eat chicken on the bone with my fingers, <coughs> staff look at me and their stare lingers because I'm not using a fork or eating pie of pork or ham and cheese. Oh, please stop before I make a police stop and arrest you mid because personally I don't care what you think. But tell me again my food sticks and I'll be all up in your grill like toast and make you feel most unwelcome. But I really want to educate and help them because our backgrounds are different. I eat different food, for instance, but that doesn't give you the right to tell me it's disgusting. Carry on, I'll be thrusting it down your throat, and you'll see it's nice. By the way, it's Jalof rice, a staple West African dish, and yeah, it can contain fish, but it's cooked to taste. Guaranteed none goes to waste. But I'm going off course here. There is a lesson off course here, and that is don't knock it till you've tried it. And if you don't wanna, keep quiet before you speak nonsense, because if cultural knowledge was money, you'd have one pence. When you go to live, or in holidays in countries like Spain, the locals think you're a pain. Every night you order steak and chips and then get pissed and shake those hips with fellow Brits. Dance into Shaken Stevens, speak fast for no reason, don't want to appease them, don't try to learn the language. But you're telling the Spanish waiter in English all your anguish, and he can't understand half of it. And there lies your problem well part of it because you want to live British abroad get dead fat call yourselves expats but when foreigners do it here they're called immigrants and abhorred for your ranks when in fact you should give thanks because without them the UK would look sucked and if you don't believe me you can go and get hooked on the world wide web and read instead of listening to tarnished views from the BBC news that lean awkwardly to the right and you watch cautiously through the night getting hypnotised by a biased mantra with so many additives it may as well be Fanta but there's nothing sweet about it. With bitterness, you tweet about it for hundreds to read. And hundreds agree with you because not much is going on in their lives, having marital problems with their husbands or their wives, getting laid off at work. They need to go berserk. But nobody ever blames the English boss who hired them. Cheap labour. Hmm. I wonder what inspired him. What a joke. So foreigners, please take note that you will be blamed for most things while the same people are boasting about their Japanese sports car, sipping German beer in a sports bar, posting pictures of that Indian curry they're about to eat. You see, it's all deceit and lies. There's such tenuous ties that separate us, just to desecrate us and keep us from being one. So power to the people, there's none. We are categorised and separated, so togetherness is decimated into colour race, creed and class which evolves into one big culture clash. Thank you.